I'm thinking something like. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to I'm Fine, It's Fine. I'm Amber. And I'm Melanie. And we are back, baby. Yes. It's been... (laughs) (laughs) like it's been forever. It's been so long, and I've been missing you. I know. I've been missing this. Me too. And it, my heart needed this. It, me too. <laughs> and I and thank you to thank you to everyone that has reached out to me mm-hmm. and been like, "Where are you?" They've yeah. been asking where we are. Aww. Where's the episode? <laughs> and just uh, we're back. So thank you so yeah. much. Um, and I'm so grateful for our guest today. Yes, Marie Cecile Anderson. Such a beautiful name. Amazing. Beautiful person. Mm-hmm. Just the perfect person to have back like the conversation was so vulnerable yeah it was like a good mix of being vulnerable and just felt like we were just three friends sitting around talking and that felt really fun yeah (laughs) talking about some hard stuff Mm -hmm. um just some like just so you know as a listener going in like we do talk about death and um uh, you know some suicide Mm -hmm. stuff yeah um so just so you know, going in, but it's all very like it, it, respectful, I, respectful. Yeah, exactly. And mm-hmm. what was cool was Marie was like nervous going in, she said, mm-hmm. but then she felt safe, Yeah, which I really thought was awesome. And both of us were like, oh, <laughs> so excited. <laughs> yeah. They felt safe. Yeah. And I felt safe too. Yeah. It was really, it was really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the feedback that we get <clears throat> that you've shared with me, but that. Like people hear the the conversations that that we're having with people, and that it it makes talking about hard things very palatable um, for people to listen to and engage with, and then get curious about and maybe talk about themselves, whether it's they're going to therapy for the first time because they've listened to the podcast, right? Um, or they just are able to think and hear things from a different point of view that maybe their subconscious wouldn't let them entertain and inter- engage with that kind of material. So, um, I. I I love what we're doing and it's so exciting um, to, to hear how it's helping other people. And so I think this conversation, you know, she brought up talking about some things like the death and dying and how we don't talk about that much. And we don't, it's a scary topic. Um, and uh, you were vulnerable and had emotions come up too. And so I think it's an indicator. It's a much needed conversation. So I'm excited for everybody to get to hear and listen to, to this one. It's a special one. I am too. That's yeah. wonderful. Mm-hmm. And, um, I want to say like, if you, if we know you love this podcast girl, cause you here. Uh, so leave a review, a rating it, share it with a friend. It really helps so mm-hmm. much. Yes. And <clears throat> Also, something new that I want to share with people. Um, if you're in Nashville, there's this place called Float Nashville. It is so dope. What it is, <laughs> it's just a sensory deprivation tank. And I know that sounds like aliens, but <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's just like you just get time to be with yourself and your thoughts and not in a scary way. <laughs> it's in a and really- if it feels scary, it's a time for you to deal with it. <laughs> oh, okay. Therapist coming through. <laughs> but good. true but true yeah it's good it's because you have you floated mm-hmm. oh isn't yeah. it so nice yeah i get in there i'm like what does my brain want to think about for the next 45 minutes <laughs> yeah and then yeah. the the i think the my favorite part is coming out on the other side and just feeling like i got a massage yeah of feel, the brain and yeah. the soul mm-hmm. um yeah. 
So if you use the code, um, which is in the description of this podcast, just go and see that code. Um, that helps us and it helps you because you'll be in a float. And, uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, use that code, go check it out. It's really a great experience. And thank you for listening. Enjoy the episode. We love y'all. I love you too. I love you too. <laughs> there you, ah, there you I'm go. I'm sorry. I know you had to get it. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> Snacks. <laughs> we have Marie Cecile Anderson on the podcast today, and it's such a treat. So glad you're here. Thank you. And mm-hmm. thank you for coming early and giving your time. It, oh. It really means a lot. Oh, now yeah. I'm going to cry because you're making oh. eye contact with me. <laughs> You know, it's funny. When I look people directly in the eyes these days, they just start sobbing. What is it? Is it me? Do I look too far into your soul? I think you have very welcoming, like, knowing, kind eyes. You do. That's nice. Yeah. And you stay with people. Like, Uh people don't stay with people with eye contact. Oh. Yeah. They get uncomfortable. And I usually pick one eye. (laughs) Do you do that? No. Like, I'm looking at your now well, yeah <laughs> i mean you yeah you get caught moving eyeballs right back and forth it's kind of weird but yeah have you always been that like like that like uh, like able to make eye contact just like yeah i mean i think i'm an old soul mm. does that make sense oh hands <laughs> down <laughs> <laughs> sorry i didn't know what you wanted me to do <laughs> i was like No, that makes sense because I'm probably touching things. Okay, great. Have you always been like that? Like able to make eye contact just like? Yeah, I think so. You said you're an old soul. I think think Mm -hmm. I'm a very old soul. I believe in like other that we've all existed. Oh, yeah. I do too. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I feel like I've always (laughs) embodied that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, look at my hands. Like, look at these wrinkles. (laughs) I feel like. That's a lived person, right? Mm -hmm. I'm 41. Oh, I see what you mean. You know? I have people at home listening. (laughs) I have hands of an 86-year-old woman. No, no, they do not look like that. (laughs) But look, I mean, they really have good, what do they call them? Timelines? Palm readers? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like a palm reader's dream. Yeah. (laughs) Have you ever been to one? Mm Mm-hmm. What'd they say? <laughs> she was the eighty-year-old granny. I mean, I did whip out my hands, and they're like, "Whoa, really? <laughs> yeah, like holy! These are some deep, deep lines." And they did say, "Yeah, that's where I got it." They were like, "You've lived lots of lives." <gasps> mm. Oh, I love that. Yeah, money, love—it all ends early. <laughs> kidding i don't know <laughs> i was like i was thinking somebody really told you that <clears throat> well just cut off yeah anyway how are you <laughs> and i want to i want to clarify now like if we if we bring up something i oh yeah i should have said this before but feel free to just be like I'm, i don't want to talk about that or okay. however you want to say that it. yeah great mm-hmm. yeah thank you um now that i've said that <laughs> <laughs> um you were talking about uh, going to a crystal shop mm-hmm. for love, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Is that okay to talk about oh, that? Oh, yeah. Go yeah. for it. <laughs> Was that recent? <laughs> Conjuring love. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So I lived in, so I'm from Nashville. 
And then I have lived the last 15 years in New York City. Mm -hmm. But then during the pandemic, when everything went to shit, I really felt the draw to come back to Nashville. And I had never wanted to move home Mm -hmm. ever, Mm -hmm. ever. And I, I mean, I thought if not New York, I'll go to LA. If not LA, I'll go to Tokyo. Like I was always just a big city person. Mm -hmm. Not that Nashville is not a big city, but I just never thought I'd move home. Right. And, uh, and we'll get into it, but my dad has Alzheimer's Mm -hmm. and it really has advanced. Mm -hmm. And especially during the pandemic, I was down in Tennessee for a couple months, um, very, very lucky to not be in New York, like mm-hmm. in the height of the pandemic. Just for a couple months, I was down here and I was just around my parents. I was staying at my parents um, and paying rent in Brooklyn. It was so fun. Good times. <laughs> but just being around them, it was just like I I felt like I, w- I needed to be home. Yeah. So I went back to New York, sold everything, broke up with this guy I'd been seeing for four years. Whoa. Oh, Wow. Long, I mean, it was long distance. Actually, Mm -hmm. it's kind of silly, but he lived in Atlanta, but I still just broke up with him. I was just ready for a change. And so when I moved back to Nashville, I was, I really felt like I had kind of taken all the the pots that were boiling on the stove, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and just was like, I had nothing else going on and I was ready to accept love. And like, I really felt like I had done all the work on myself and so I walked into the Nashville the East Nashville Crystal place and Mm -hmm. I demanded that I was ready to call love Mm -hmm. into my life and I needed this was after you broke up with the guy Uh uh-huh wow and wow that's interesting Mm -hmm. yeah after you broke up with him you were like give me something else yeah oh yeah well I just knew I mean it was a person that wouldn't really truly commit to me it was always just Mm wishy-washy I mean me too I was like this isn't my partner but like sex is amazing so Mm. I'll just stay with them forever (laughs) but then like during again like the pandemic just made me realize like life is so fucking short Mm -hmm. I lost at the beginning of the pandemic I lost a really good friend to COVID um and then like John Prine passed away and I was just absolutely devastated and then it was just like one after another like another guy I worked with at this hotel he died of COVID like Death was surrounding all of us mm-hmm. during that time. And it, I really, and I was a touring comedian at that time. I was in a musical, I'm still in a musical comedy duo, but like I kind of, for me, I was like, I'm, I've been so career focused and all of a sudden, I mean, I really shifted like, I kind of don't know who I am right now still, but like I was so career focused and so into New York city and so into that energy And then COVID hit and I really just wanted a whole different life. And so when I moved back, yeah, I was in this really weird Mm -hmm. kind of Zen place of like, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm here now. I don't know who the fuck I am. All I know is I'm ready to accept love. So I got, I went in there and, um, the woman convinced me to buy a raw emerald necklace. (laughs) Raw. (laughs) Raw. It was raw. <laughs> Looks like a rock. <laughs> I paid $80 for that fucking thing. <laughs> and I wore, and she said that it would like attract love into my life. Um, and <laughs> then my body, I had an allergic reaction to it. <laughs> like, it's so weird. I mean, it's gone, but you, it was there for like a year. But what? it was like, it was almost... <laughs> Like a cyst. Oh like my gosh. Just there. Like a bump. And it was red. Did you show her that? 
when I went in to return it to yeah. try to return yeah and she was like well we can't really help allergies but like let's think of another crystal <laughs> and I was like <laughs> I what a saleswoman yeah yeah um but yeah no still single <laughs> <laughs> I've dated so many people but yeah I don't know that's I mean yeah I'm, just, I'm doing I've done the work no I think that it's it's always you know I'm always doing the work but mm-hmm. yeah there's a lot of trauma around love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I mean, I'll just dive right into it. But I think that for me, being so career focused for so many years, I really chose my career over the partner. And I and and I mean, they didn't help <laughs> me choose them because of ways of yeah. sab- trying to sabotage my career or like I was with so many men that um, weren't my biggest fan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was so, I was my biggest fan. And I think that's a really healthy thing to be, especially in comedy. You have to like really love yourself and really love what you do. But I was with so many men that, um, like when I, when I got one of our big breaks, we got to go on tour with Les Claypool from Primus. And, um, I told my boyfriend, he was like, well, that's a weird fit. Why would, why would they ask you to do that? And it's like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Gang. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> really excited. I've been waiting tables for five years, and I was yeah. about to go on tour. So was he a musician too? Oh yeah. Oh jealousy. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> wow. Competition. Mm-hmm. So, but where I'm at now with just love, and um, I really, I'm so grateful. I really, really love my life mm-hmm. at this point. Um, and the only person that I will allow into it has to make my life better Mm. yeah because I I mean even like you know (laughs) since I've been back to Nashville I've dated some really interesting people (laughs) that have (laughs) completely (laughs) subtracted from my life Mm. Nashville dating is I don't know if it's Nashville yes Nashville (laughs) well I feel like anywhere I mean, I was I hear I've read like hitting home stuff. runs in New York. Like I've read articles about how bad the dating scene is here. Really? What's going on? There's well, the ratio <laughs> men me. to women is like there's so many more women oh. than men, mm. and then there's like a type here that oh, let's oh yeah, what's that type? That well, the, moderate. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> like the type. There's like a certain. They wear cowboy hats and like dress nice. No. <laughs> Let's just keep guessing. What does he guess it sounds like? Does your person have glasses? <laughs> guess who? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry. That was my favorite game. It's a good game. I love that game. <laughs> Too many women in that game, though. <laughs> no, they were saying there's the type that men like here are the, like, Taylor Swift looking. Like That's what I'm saying. Hair. Like, blonde, w- dress nice. I thought you didn't say blonde. Uh huh. Sorry, I didn't. I thought you I said was fancy it. dress boots. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say blonde. You're I right. Like, uh, I said cowboy hat dresses nice. I'm talking. I'm talking about blonde-haired women. <laughs> I just want to be right. Oh, the men. <laughs> you're right. And you're not you're so allowing right. me to be right. <laughs> I'm just confused. <laughs> Wait, I'm but the men, the men, the men are looking the type for a certain that they type. Like are these like the tall blonde skinny Instagram? blonde hair nothing wrong with that look right. it's just that's just not your average person and so that but that's like a type that hmm. they like the type of guy i feel like there's i don't know what no the type of men i'm trying to think like 
I don't know. Do y'all do you recognize the type of men here? I feel like it's all over the hipstery. There, I mean, I live in East Nashville, so yeah, I'm gonna see that more. But I see a lot of like real estate. I was gonna say real estate yeah. developers, oh, healthcare yeah. consultants, yeah. sales. It's all of that. I, I was trying to think of like what kind of type that would be as when I was sitting there. Going, Stuff that really yeah. like turns you on, you know. <laughs> You're like, can't wait to get someone. That works. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think they wear suits every day. <laughs> right. No well, offense. No offense. No offense. Some, some suits look Yeah. Really my great. dating, mm-hmm. it's not, it hasn't gone successful. Cause so I'm in a band called Reform Tours. I work for a nonprofit that um, we help create content to help decriminalize sex work. Mm-hmm. So then the second you say sex work, mm. men just think you're a slut. Or, or or a sex worker yourself, which, I, you know, <laughs> I would be honored to be a sex worker. Um, but there, people in Nashville do not understand that. What, they what don't do they understand. say when you say, like, what what responses do you get? <clears throat> um, I mean, these are just first date things. I mean, they just kind of shut down mm. a Same lot thing of the time. you say you're a therapist. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> are you doing it right now? I'm like, are you working right now? Right. Oh well, you're don't like, doesn't feel say. like it. If you doesn't feel you're... like you're putting any work in. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Well, I was gonna say it's real bad too if you say you're a comedian. So if I'm, you know, I do comedy and then they are like, tell us, tell me a joke. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was about to say comedian, they won't shut up. Oh yeah, you know? no. They're like a They're comedian. Like, I'm pretty funny. Yeah. Oh, always. Really? Oh, I c- I've always thought I could do that. Oh, I could write. You need. Some, do you need some tips? Like... Oh, I'll write you some jokes. <laughs> really? Oh. Oh my God. Men are so confident. (laughs) (laughs) So confident. You know what I want to say though? Like you, the way that you, you've said like you've loved yourself all in New York, you were Mm -hmm. on your team and then right now you love your life. Mm -hmm. That energy, you bring that to the room. And I just like, Mm -hmm. as a, as a woman, it's really dope. And I feel like I surround myself with women who support women, mm-hmm. but it's just so refreshing to see a confident woman mm-hmm. who is kind to other women. There's yeah. no like, mm. you know, cause when women aren't kind to other women, you're like, she's hurting, mm-hmm. you know? Oh yeah. And you just bring such an energy of like, you're confident in yourself, mm. you know, which allows other to be other people to be confident. Mm-hmm. So the work you did to your, for yourself really like helps others too. Mm-hmm. I can say that about both Aww. of y'all. Oh, I mean, I met at the second I met Amber, I was like this girl, the energy, the Same. vibration of this person. Yes. And then I saw her on stage and just, I, my stomach hurt the next day from like my abs, <laughs> <laughs> my abs hurt. You made me work out my, my middle, my core from laughing so hard. I mean, it was, and honestly, cause I was, you know, I'd been in New York. I'd been doing the hustle. I was a little bit like, Oh God, what's the comedy scene like in Nashville? And I saw you and I was like, Oh, I, you, you made me grateful to be back. Cause I was like, Oh shit. There's like, this is, this is the real deal. I felt the same when you performed. I was like, oh. fuck yeah. To have funny, awesome, kind women. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. let's freaking go. Yeah. I've been really blown away by the women here. Yeah, dude. Men, the male comics just personally De- drew Harrison mm-hmm. amazing mm-hmm. um Evan Burke I want to just shout out he has a special coming out incredible human so mm-hmm. there's been some really nice men too of course but the the ladies in this town are just really yeah they really are support women supporting women amen brother so that's good sister 
I'm your brother. Kids everywhere. <laughs> and your sister. <laughs> I'm everybody's friend. Yeah. <laughs> I'm your brother. No problem. And your sister. And your sister. And your mother. <laughs> and your daddy. What is that? Let's just improv. What is that? Music. Um, yeah. Um, you brought it up briefly. You were saying like, oh, we'll get into this. Yeah. And I know this is a lot. So. Yeah. 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 But your dad with yes. Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. How long has that? How, how long has that been going on? <sighs> so he was diagnosed almost six years ago now. Wow. So it's been a long, but I mean, you know, when, it, for, when he was first diagnosed, you know, my mom was like, do you notice anything different about your dad? Like, is he not <laughs> remembering things? And my dad, like, bless his heart. So just real quick, my father has always been just the biggest fan. Big, like there's three of us girls, so I like to joke that we made we turned his brain to mush on all the ladies. Um, but he was just always such a lovely, kind father. Like I don't have daddy issues. Like yeah. I'm in therapy, and I do cry a lot about how much I love my dad and oh. how sad this is. Yeah. But yeah, he um, when he was diagnosed, it, it's just been such a slow process. Mm-hmm. But just recently, um, so, I mean, the way Alzheimer's works is, like, for some people, it usually is, like, every three years, there's, like, quicker progression of it, I guess. Yeah. So, for the first three years of his diagnosis, it was, like, totally fine. My parents still got to do pretty, I mean, they travel a lot, or they used Mm -hmm. to travel a lot. So, they were still going on vacations, and my parents are still together after 47 years Mm -hmm. of marriage. So, um... But then, for, I bet with the love thing, you're like, oh, that's like, I an- think it's kind of fucked me up. <laughs> we'll get into that. <laughs> but, um, but what's been so hard is watching my mom be the caregiver and giving up her entire life and identity to be his caregiver. Mm-hmm. And so, just recently, and this is so, I mean, my therapist reminds me, and I say this all the time, but how lucky we are for this, but we finally put him into a home Mm. and that is, uh, one of the most depressing places on the planet. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I mean, there's, there's assisted living places. Um, and then there's this memory care unit. And so it's a locked place because the people will walk out Mm -hmm. and not know where they're they're going. And so, um, but again, it is one of the best in Nashville. We toured a lot of them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're able to afford it. Thankfully, my dad planned ahead and we have like long term term um, health insurance for him. uh, End of care type insurance. Mm -hmm. But for what I talk about a lot in therapy and I got a therapist during the pandemic cause I was struggling so hard yeah. with like, with just everything. Mm-hmm. But, um, it's the, the ambiguous loss. So it's like, yeah. just, I'm, I'm constantly in mourning mm-hmm. for my, for, for my dad, for my mom, for their love together. Like, um, for you, for, for me. Yeah. Yeah. And and this is what's like so crazy is that it makes me think about death so much. And I'm, I'm not afraid of death at mm-hmm. all. Like I, I really have no regrets. Like I really go for it. That's yeah. the kind of person I am. Mm-hmm. But it's really made me think of like the end of life because yeah. I'm going into this 
a, you know, memory care unit where, you know, I was there the other day and this woman walked in and she had obviously fallen and it was mm. completely bruised and had a broken arm. And it's like, this is like these people I'm sure had such full lives. Yeah. And then, then that's like, mm-hmm. then they're there until they die. Like, yeah. and I don't think that we talk about this, especially in America. I think yeah. that other cultures and other countries deal with <clears throat> elders and getting older in a way more respectful way. Yeah. But here it's just such a nightmare and like we don't talk about it like mm-hmm. I've been very open with like I have some friends that um one of my friends has a pool <laughs> and I'm like, can can we just stick together and do golden girls style all together I've towards totally the said end that to my friends <laughs> yeah because I'm I'm with like some really badass single women mm-hmm. um and I'm like when do we all move into a commune together because <laughs> I mean, this has really got, I mean, I'm, you know, I feel young and I feel like my life is ahead of me, excuse me, but I, it like, it's, it makes me worried about getting married too. Cause then if they're older, then I have to take care of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And you're seeing like your parents yeah. going through that. Yeah. So what does, what does ambiguous loss mean? Just like, like no certain goodbye. I think, or like, mm. well, it's like maybe gone, can, but not gone. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Got they're, you. they're either, they're mentally not there. So you can't have the same relationship you did before. Got you. you. Know? And yes. So it's like they're here, but you know, it's, yeah, you're already starting to mourn a loss of them. And you're, it's like, you're getting to know a new version of your mm-hmm. dad mm-hmm. and then you get to know will, another. Yeah. Person. Yeah. Yeah. It's that, that continual, like, Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not a hard, you uh-huh. know, just, they, yeah. here's the loss and now mm-hmm. you deal with it. Right. Yeah. There's also anticipation part mm-hmm. is a big thing. Mm-hmm. And then bringing up all the, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, how can it not have the end of life stuff start, you know, when that's yeah. a big part of you're seeing that for, yeah. you know, your dad. I mean, I think we've both lost our dads. I know when mm-hmm. I... That was like a huge thing of just like, what am I doing with my life? Yeah. Like, I think I went through a phase where I just did not filter anything that mm. I said. And I was just like, I don't care what anybody thinks about anything that I say. Because mm-hmm. um, you're just like, life's so What's the short. point? Yeah. yeah. Life's mm-hmm. so, yeah. yeah. Well, sorry. I said, what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> I have, I mean, not to get real dark, but yeah. I, there was like a couple, I've had, you know, a couple days of like, what is the point? Mm-hmm. of life yeah and not that it's suicidal thoughts or anything like that but it is like those are scary thoughts that I've never really thought about of like mm-hmm. what is the point of life if mm-hmm. the end is mm-hmm. shitting your pants in a corner uh, in a mm-hmm. place that you know your family has locked you away in do you feel like you've ever and I know it's ebb and flow but it, have you ever come up with an answer for yourself to what question? To what's the point? <laughs> oh, what's the point? <laughs> um, no, no. I mean, I really, I, I find such comfort knowing that, because I really do believe that, like, we just keep recycling ourselves mm-hmm. through lives. So, yeah, <laughs> so we're learning lessons. Yeah, I mean, don't. I mean, how can you not believe that? Mm-hmm. Like, I definitely, y'all. Please. I was a queen. I was like Queen Victoria or I was Queen somebody because 
I, I just like feel, <laughs> I also feel like I was like a spiritual healer that then got burned at the stake. <laughs> like I feel like, cause I feel so connected to these, these women in history. And I'm like, Oh man, I, and like, you know, you have these dreams sometimes or deja vu or yes. just feelings inside where you're like, I feel like I know this story yes. of this person. Right. Yeah. And then friends and relationships I have, it's like, I feel like we find these people and we probably have been with them in other in another ways. witch coven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, what's the point of life? Do you know? <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure there's a lots of points of life. You know, what was cool though is like my, one of my first therapy sessions with my therapist, she, <laughs> she was like, um, uh, I don't know how it got brought up, but it was basically like you are allowed and we'll do a trigger warning at the intro to this, but you're, you are allowed to commit suicide. Like Mm. let's take all this like religious stuff Mm. out of it. Like Mm -hmm. committing suicide is just suicide. Mm -hmm. Why don't you? Right. And that's what you focus on instead of like, I wasn't bringing up suicidal thoughts, but it's just something she like brought up initially. Mm. And I was like, wow, I've never looked at it like that, that like you can commit suicide. Like Mm. why not? Mm Mm-hmm. But why, you know, why don't you? And I'm like, oh, that's like. That's part of my end of life care plan. Suicide. Yeah. That's actually. (laughs) Like, I'm not, I won't be in a facility. And I don't have kids or family around me. And it's kind of like, that's my dad dying made me really think through, like, what I wanted that to look like. It's like, yeah. Wow. I'll have enough money for somebody to help take care of me in my house. But when it gets too much for that, then I want to, I want to, yeah. Yeah. See, I don't think people talk about that. Yeah. Because, um, so my therapist sent me a podcast episode. It was a short story, but um, I think it was on This American Life. And it was this woman and her husband. The husband was diagnosed with Alzheimer's and they mm. went to Switzerland. Yeah. And you paid $10,000. Yeah. But she, the way, I mean, I, can't, I was like, why this did my therapist give me this episode to listen to? Because I was like <laughs> sobbing, walking around Shelby Bottoms listening to this. Like, are we just supposed to take my dad to Switzerland and kill him? Like, the, oh my God, yeah. really? Well, that's what I, I was really, wondering. I was like, wait, why did she, what did she want you to take from that? Yeah, yeah, but really, I don't know. Because it did made me so you? sad. Well, she thought that it'd be good for my mom to hear it. And then I actually okay, brought well, it up to my mom. That's important to <laughs> clarify. <laughs> So, but my mom read the story and the, I don't know. It was, but it, it was so depressing actually. I'm glad I'm talking about it. The, the, the wife like talks through it. It's like, cause wow. you have, I mean, the way that they do it over there is actually really respectful, mm-hmm. but Jesus, it is really intense. Cause like they'll come in and be like, are you ready? And you can be like, I just need 30 more minutes. And then, and this story, like they kept being like, we just want more, more time and they'll Mm. give you more time. And then they were like, let's try the next day. (laughs) But like to have, that's like a really nice, Mm -hmm. that's not ambiguous loss. That's you can Mm -hmm. say your goodbyes Mm -hmm. and then leave this life peacefully. Mm -hmm. How did the wife feel at the end? I'm curious. Very sad. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, of course. Yeah. Yeah. But did she have any like insight that surprised you when going through that process? I that think it, she found comfort in knowing that mm-hmm. that's what he would have wanted. Mm-hmm. Got you. Yeah. Cause I think that that's like what's going on with my family. I mean, obviously my dad had planned for all this sort of stuff, mm-hmm. but then the heart, this, this 
nightmare of like, so he's still pretty lucid sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so he's in this place and he's like, get me out of here. And like, mm -hmm. this feels like jail. And you're like, is this too soon? And then like, then the second later, he doesn't know who I am. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. but you don't, I just wish we could have spared him that and spared my mom. You know, yeah. it's just That's all just a nightmare. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. But and everybody, I think also like, everybody goes through this if they're mm -hmm. you know everybody's parents pass or if you, if you have relationships with them or i mean but they, even if you don't they all go <laughs> like yeah nobody's living for, forever yet yeah. i'm experiencing like a little of that with my mom right now mm -hmm. and it just seems so i'm getting better at it because it's just like uh, it's more time has passed mm -hmm. but i'm just so like she's only 50 and mm -hmm. so i'm like mm -hmm. you just never think that oh, my no. turn to cry you never think that it's gonna like come and then it does and you're like yeah. oh this is too early <laughs> you yeah know? Mm -hmm. like we're both so young like yeah so it's just a lot to i don't know you just don't think about it until it's here and then you're like oh shit this is hard yeah that's why i mean i say i love you like too much because <laughs> it could be it you know for everybody like I have a friend, we went to Orange Theory yesterday, and she screams across the parking lot, I love you. And I was like, I love you. <laughs> this is a childhood friend that I've known forever, and we're screaming across the parking lot. But that that's love. That's like the friends and, the, and my group of, it's a small but mighty group that I have here in Nashville, and I go over there and just sob. Yeah. You know, it's just so sad. Mm -hmm. Um. But again, I remember my therapist in the back of my head saying, you are so lucky. I've had this relationship with both of my parents. Mm -hmm. You've had your mom exactly. see you at Zany's. Exactly. Straddling and humping. <laughs> Just and like when I was little. <laughs> <laughs> well, that like that's so real. In this book that I'm reading mm -hmm. or like listening to, <clears throat> he just mentioned like when you lose someone, thinking like, Thank you. Because if I wasn't sad right now, that means I never loved you. And oh, like, yeah. you oh. know, I got to have that love with you, which mm -hmm. is just like everything we experience is an experience, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's just like, he was talking about like just the you inside that experiences things. Mm -hmm. Like whatever is going on is so fucking cool compared mm -hmm. to like, darkness out in the universe mm -hmm. that's just black nothing mm -hmm. and i thought that was really nice i'm like oh, even things with when things are hard it's like whoa i'm experiencing this yeah. yeah which is easy to say sometimes sometimes things really fucking hurt but it's a nice thought you know yeah <clears throat> i like to think this is in some of my own work after my dad passed i really had to figure out like what do i think about death and dying so i could make sense of it for myself yeah. um and not just stay in bed a puddle <laughs> and depressed. Um, but really, really trying to understand, like, what, what does it mean? Where do I think he is? How do I try to have a relationship with that? And I think what I got to was feeling like not every soul gets to come be a human. And mm -hmm. so that being a human is a really special experience. And that is, there's so such a depth mm, of I what that, that experience is. So then when those big waves of grief came, I could not be overcome with it, but I could observe it as like this human experience I'm getting to have, mm. even though it's hard. Mm. And I know it comes in waves, right? And that's, 
so now it's like when I get upset or worried or stressed or sad or anything, it's like, here's that human experience again. Mm. And I remember you saying like, um, it was like a few months ago when we were recording, you're like, you were in such a good mood Mm -hmm. and you were like, I think I've, the waves aren't as big now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's continued. And I've learned, I've listened to a book called signs, which is, um, it's, it talks about signs from the other side that loved ones will always like, can show us things and you can ask for them and like very specific. And that's when I was saying earlier about the, the electrical stuff oh, yeah. is that frequent radio frequencies. So like songs on the radio or anything that, that can be manipulated because everything's energy and especially like the, the light and frequency stuff. Oh. So that that is a common way you can get um, <clears throat> signs and things like that. Um, and I definitely have, you know, experienced Every time I go into Publix, the music playing, my dad, we grew up on the lake. We grew up out going out on the boat listening to Rod Stewart and Lionel Richie. And it never fails when I go into Publix. It's that kind of genre of music playing. I love that. Yeah. I was like, hey, dad. (laughs) Yeah. Any that he fixed my microwave downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> it like quit, the door wouldn't open, and, then, and it was doing something weird. And I just was like, I don't know how to fix this. And then I was like, Dad will handle it, and mm. it just start start working again. Oh. <laughs> so things like that. Yeah, yeah. Like we we figure out how to have a relationship with our humanness, mm-hmm. but then when we can make more sense out of the what do we think is beyond us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and doing our own work helps. Mm-hmm. Let's figure that out and be in. I think when you first go through grief, it's so hard to, you just have a cloud over you, you know? And so I can imagine this kind of grief you have. You're like in this middle. I'm just sad. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I mean, my dad now has been in the home now for this, for a month, five, five weeks now. That mm-hmm. first week I was, I like couldn't function. I think that mm-hmm. it was just, cause they really advised you not to, make contact and so and also like what? yeah they didn't want contact like they needed to just to let him him. Settle. yeah that later. we'd be triggered yeah they yeah. wanted two weeks yeah but that first week was just yeah, and he really would call hard. they would let him call but then it was just yeah it was bad I think with with a, a disease like that is you've got you you're grieving the dad that's not there anymore mm-hmm. But there's a dad that looks like dad, mm-hmm. talks like dad, but is different. And things that I, just from therapy stuff of what I know and around things like that, is that learning to have a relationship with who he is in the moment. Mm-hmm. So your mm-hmm. relationship will change. And so it's like simultaneously grieving, like mm-hmm. the dad you knew and grew up with is not there. Right. Right. But his body, and that can mm-hmm. be really confusing mm-hmm. for for you. You know, and so it's when you can have relationship because if you're showing up and like, where's my dad? Right. You leave feeling so sad and that's going to oh, take yeah. time. Yeah. But when you can get to know him that, you know, yeah, his personality might shift a little. Bit, right. You know, but, and I also yeah. like I'm trying to be grateful for this weird time, too, <laughs> yeah. and just like really being gracious and, and who this person is mm-hmm. and not. Yeah. It's a very like improv. Um, <laughs> I know you love improv. <laughs> I heard it on that one podcast, <laughs> that episode. But like, you have to yes and it. 
Like mm-hmm. anything he says, you just go go with mm-hmm. it and don't correct him. And yeah. it's like true meditation, I think, of like letting it come <laughs> and go. And mm-hmm. but yeah, what? I yeah. Oh, please. Go well, I was also just gonna say that um, the guilt of feeling joy. Yeah. When knowing that he's there sometimes, mm-hmm. like I've talked about this in therapy too, of like how that swings and like, th- like pure joy and happiness with my friends and having a good time and then just being so sad. And my therapist today too was like, both can exist. You can I be just say joyful. let the pendulum swing. You land in the middle of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, yes. You need every single place you hit with that. You mm-hmm. need everything in between. Mm-hmm. So I just, I just say. But this is where dating, like I have no bandwidth no. for bullshit yeah. from any person at yeah. this point. And I have not dated. I mean, I've, I've really, I've stopped dating. It's been a while. It's been a while just because like most of the men that I've dated here since, um, it's like, they want me to take care of them. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't, I have no more fucks to give about helping care for anybody. Yeah. This has made me so, I'm just very, um, my emotions are really to the surface. Like I, I just can't like if a man, yeah, I could give circumstances, but I won't, but you know what I mean? I just can't. And also like, I'm trying to put it out there. Like I want to, I want a man or a woman actually. I don't really know anymore. I just want a person at this point, but I want them to take care of me. Yeah. I've been so, I've been showing up for my family in a way that I have never done before. Mm -hmm. Um, actually never thought I would be like this. Like I always, you know, I was supposed to be doing other things, but mm-hmm. also, also it's like, what is life? Like I've had incredible years of success. And then now like I'm trying to figure out what that looks like now yeah. with, but my quality of life has very much improved since I've moved to Nashville. Like mm-hmm. I love New York. I think New York is the best city in the world, mm-hmm. but um, my life is way more full here. I was also like having to hustle like nobody's business in New York. That city is so exhausting sometimes. <laughs> it's amazing. But yeah, it's really the daily, the New York times daily podcast just did an amazing episode about um, people who are leaving New York and going to other places like um, Cincinnati and Nashville. <laughs> Portland. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It made me feel good because it was like, um, yeah, this one guy was like, I mean, I wrote a novel and I've actually been writing a screenplay about my dad. Oh. That's how therapy. Yeah. I mean, I've, and I've been writing some stand up jokes about my dad. Wow. And I actually did take a stand up class. One of my friends, Kendra Cunningham, um, she taught like an online course. And I just like, I've been so like, I don't know what I want to talk about. I'm so sad all the time. So mm. how can you be a comedian? <laughs> and then she was like, ah, that's where the best material lies. <laughs> and so I took her class and like, I worked out like all these new jokes about my dad and the class was like, it's amazing. You can take such dark stuff and make it funny. And I was like, well, I hear that's well, the that's secret cool. to the yeah. successful comedian. I know. Stuff, is being able to do that. So right. That's awesome. But it's also just like, I don't know. I mean, I would, I will perform this on stage, but also it was just so therapeutic to just write it and yeah. like come from truth and, and make people laugh about it, but then also make them like, they all started crying. <laughs> I made my whole comedy class cry. <laughs> But it was like such a therapeutic thing. Yeah, Yeah, it was really, it was really special. That's That's really cool. I was going to ask how the reception has been. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, and yeah, it was good. That's really cool. Yeah. I remember I went to an open mic once where you pull out 
um, suggestions out of a hat. Mm. And my suggestion made me start talking about what happened with my dad. Like my mom shot my dad. It was like a whole thing. But I like told the story and (laughs) the people in the room were reacting not how I expected them to. Oh god! So I just start sobbing. Oh my god! And then everybody is either crying or being like, "How do we help?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Don't look at me!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. So I, I mean, it's but it was it was good to experience right, that, right. you know. This is why I just adore you. I just think no, but I think that like this is why you are going to make it in comedy because you're absolutely fearless, but also just aware of. Uh, of humanity and connection and like, I mean, I'm sure somebody left, I bet you the entire audience left that night going home and reflecting on their own lives and mm-hmm. probably calling mm-hmm. their parents That's or their, necessary. you know, I mean, I hold your hand? of course, <laughs> but like, I, I think, I think comedians are like modern day philosophers. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah. And I think that they reflect <clears throat> back humanity and like for you to not, say, Oh, nope, this is too much. I can't do this. I don't want to talk about this. Like there's something in you, I think that wants to help people. Mm-hmm. Like totally. it's not a selfish thing. No. Yeah. That's, and we've talked about that before with people mm-hmm. who have come on here, like comedians and been like, I'm a narcissist because I, you know, talk about myself or I tell jokes. I'm like, no, you're not. No, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you're, you're helping people. Your calling yeah. is meant to help others. Right. A right. thousand percent. Right. I have a question about like you said that you stepped into a role um, that you didn't expect, mm-hmm. and I just I I I feel like I can relate right now. Like I have a sister, mm-hmm. but her dad is also not well, so mm-hmm. I'm the sole like taking mm-hmm. care of my mom. I'm the only one that's capable of doing it, mm-hmm. and it's a lot. Like, do you feel like you are the main caretaker right now? Well, so when I moved back, um, so my older sister lives here, but then she, I mean, (laughs) so my mom was definitely, (laughs) (laughs) Rachel. um, so yeah, how do I say this? Uh, there's, (laughs) I have siblings, but no, so I'm incredibly close to with my mom. Okay. And amazing. um, Yeah. Incredibly. I mean, she's, she's very judgmental and sometimes she makes me cry, but (laughs) I I love her more than anything. And so when, (laughs) when I moved back, it, it, I was definitely the one, I mean, I hate when you're like, I'm an empath. I feel people's souls, but I do feel like I've always had that connection of like, I can feel if a person needs help or if they're a bad person or don't talk to them at a party, they're going to root for you. I know that shit. They're going to root for you. The second I walk in, I know these things. But like when I came, when I was home for the pandemic, for those couple of months of like hiding out, um, I just noticed how how she, she wasn't doing well. My dad was not doing well, but <laughs> her especially. Yeah. So that is when I was like, I, and I totally felt, and I spend a lot of time in therapy talking about, um, feeling like I'm the only one that can make her happy. Mm. And damn, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, I mean, this is where it's like kind of, 
I mean, that would, it kind of makes me like, well, it's so conceited that I'm the only one, but it is sometimes very true. Like yeah. we have the best fucking time together. <laughs> and, um, you know, my older sister just doesn't have that relationship with her. And she also doesn't have the emotional capacity to, to deal with this stuff. And also, I mean, this was a couple, two years ago now, but so I was home um, I had finally moved back and my mom had a heart attack and then my dad had a stroke three weeks later. Oh, wow. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm not going to move back to New York. Like this is, this feels right. But I felt so much pressure. Mm -hmm. Um, and again, like no bandwidth for any man that couldn't fucking deal, you know? Um, but it is, it's too much. I think what, sometimes, what, yeah. What does your therapist suggest? Well, she actually I don't know your mom's situation, but my, my mom does have a lot of friends from church. Mm. Like, um, my mom, I, I don't go anymore, but, um, we grew up going to a church here in town and she has continued to go for 40 something years mm. and they have stepped up in a way mm -hmm. that is why you go to church for 40 years. Yeah. <laughs> Community. Community. <clears throat> um, right now they're planning like for my dad, they're, um, planning like a visitation, like. I think they might even have a visitor a day that they've wow. scheduled. Like it's insane mm -hmm. how much support. So my therapist constantly reminds me that um, she has other people for support. It's mm -hmm. not always on me. And also that I have to sometimes tell her that she has to ask for it from mm -hmm. somebody else. Yes. And set my, my and set boundaries like mm -hmm. b -b -b boundaries. <laughs> I like, can't even say it because <laughs> I'm so bad at it. <laughs> but setting real boundaries, and I mean, I know it's like if she's the one that's ailing, like it's so hard to it's, set those boundaries. I don't is. know how to do that, but it's so hard. That's when you have <clears throat> to really like any anyone. I think that if you really stop and think, like, who else? can help ask for it. Yeah. Cause you, it, it's too much for one person. It is. And I, you know, I've in the beginning, I was like, I gotta, this is all on me. And then I started setting boundaries and it, I sitting in them and I'm like, this is okay for a couple of days. I'm not going to call her for a couple of days and that feels good. And it was really nice to just like experience that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so. Cause you also know. you can't show up for her unless you show up for yourself first. Girl, that's what I was you know about what I mean? to say. I was like, who's taking care of you? If you're yeah. going to do all this showing up, you gotta. Ain't that the truth? Uh, and boundaries. I know we hear this all the time, but boundaries are meant to like help and bring closeness, not separateness. Oh. You know? Wait, what do you mean by that? How? Setting a boundary helps you be in relationship better with someone. Damn. Because think about if someone's constantly pushing your boundaries, you're going to want to pull away from them mm. versus when you tell them the boundary and they respect it, you want to hang out. You can be mm. in closer relationship when it's being respected. Wow. So it's really, it helps relationships by having boundaries. That's a great point. Because oh, I feel really like good. people view boundaries as like <laughs> a breakup a kind that, of. Yeah. 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 There's this one woman at my small nonprofit that I work with. Um, there's one woman I work with, and she has, like, the most incredible firm boundaries. I oh. love people with big boundaries. Oh, my God. <laughs> boundaries. It feels and so good. Today she was like, we were on a call, and we hadn't been on a call together in a while. And, like, she she was like, let's pull up your, your calendar, and, like, let's design your calendar, and then you stick to it. And then you're not working Friday, and you turn off those Slack notifications Friday, Aww. Saturday, and Sunday. And, like, it's, like – 
to have that freedom to just to set those boundaries. And also they know that I'm a writer and an actor. Like I'm trying this. That's not my career. That's my job. And so to have time and space to work on my other stuff was like, Oh my God. But this woman, she just lost her dad last year. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the only way that she can deal with all the grief that she's experiencing. It's like setting these firm boundaries. Mm -hmm. And I see that and I'm like, Oh man, I really need to do a better job. Cause I've tend to like dealing with all this stuff. I've been kind of working too much. Yeah. (laughs) It's a coping skill. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it gives you something to focus on. But then I just shut down. I was talking about that today too. I just like at night, I just like, I mean, I'm obsessed with TikTok. I got to get off, but it's such a nice like boost of dopamine and, and no, like it's not asking anything of you. Mm-mm. but a double tap you know it's and just tiktok like, is so different i'm for tiktok rather than instagram because instagram it's all my friends being very successful and it makes me feel really shitty and i'm not skinny enough and blah, 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 all this stuff but then i go over to tiktok and then it's like all these strangers mm-hmm. like and it's just so because i watch a lot of food stuff and it's mm-hmm. just like keith lee is a big do you know anybody in the room know keith lee oh my god he's the best he he's uh goes to he's in vegas and he goes to these small um, mom and pop shop, mom and pop restaurants and mm-hmm. like blows up, blows them up. Like basically oh, like, oh, oh man, go. this tastes amazing. And then everybody like starts going there. I mean, it's like all, so my algorithm right now <laughs> is just like all pure joy on TikTok. Oh, wow. I think that's awesome. If I had a favorite uh, spot and I saw Keith Lee go, I'd be like, no. I know. I'm like, dude, you're going to have to wait in line now. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm so sorry you're going through that with your mama. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, we're both going through that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's your mom's in Springfield, Sparta, Tennessee. Sparta. Yeah, yeah. And so it's hard, you know. It's but hard. you're so much closer than Chicago. Yes, a thousand percent, mm-hmm. a thousand percent. And um, I love her. I love you, mom. If she's listening, <laughs> she's probably not listening. <laughs> I'm like, mom. But I, I really hope you. you're not listening. <laughs> she will probably listen. <laughs> She's like, I got some notes. Yeah. <laughs> she is the momager, 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 manager, monomager. It's funny. Like a, always has notes. One guest we had on, I met their mom at an event after the thing for, I didn't know it was her mom, but she came up and she was like, hi, I'm so-and-so's mom. And everything she said about me is untrue. <laughs> <laughs> Who is no. this? Who's mom? Oh, I'm not going to say it on here. Oh, I'll tell you later. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, Sometimes it's not I bad. We're recording a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad you know oh. none of that was bad but it was just interesting that yeah. she was like you know felt that she was like had to defend herself or something yeah you know? yeah i remember uh, t- one of the first podcasts i did i forget what the topic was but i remember telling my dad he's like oh god what did you say about mm-hmm. me <laughs> i was like i didn't say anything bad but he knew i was talking about family stuff and mm. so he was like oh no did you talk about bad stuff? Oh. <laughs> it's like, no, dad, it's fine. Oh. <laughs> it's fine, but I think parents, it's... It's, it's, it's hard. Yeah. I mean, well, you love that baby, you know, and you're like, I tried my best. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I tried my best. Truly. Yeah. yeah. It's very true. I can't. Oh, my God. I love that your mom has gotten to see you on stage. Yes. Like, and that night was like, I mean... I love her so much. So good. She's always she was front and center. Been oh, yeah. my biggest fan. Mm-hmm. Anything that I ever wanted to do. Oh, love you, mom. Oh, she was always like, "Let's do it. Let's go." And I think that's like, 
the thing that I'm missing and mourning most is that, you know, she's just, I think she's depressed and, mm. and I've told her this, but like, she's always been like, man, anything you've ever wanted, you've just done. It's so impressive. And I'm like, who do you think I learned that from? Mm. You. And so now I'm just like, I want you to have that spark back. Like you deserve it. You're young. Life is mm. long. It's so mm. long. You're only 50, you know, but a journey is all over the place, you know, like, and I can't control her yeah. <laughs> as much as I want. I know, right? As much as I want to be like, <laughs> yeah. I think it's, it's weird when like, the roles are reversed. Like yes. it sometimes feels like you're the mom. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and mm-hmm. what was cool is like, she was not, um, she had such high like levels mm. of with like diabetes that it was, she was like hallucinating and mm. like not there. And then the, like we got her down, her levels down. And that's when she was like, I would be like, are you taking your meds? And she was like, Oh my God, oh. no, Amber, I'm, I'm fucking, she was being smart with me. And I'm yeah. like, thank God. <laughs> I miss you being oh. smart with like, you're yeah. back a little bit. And I don't have to be like, have you taken your meds? Have you done this? Have you done mm-hmm. this? And I can like back off a little bit, but yeah, it's the role reversal just happened. So you're like, why are you sick? You're supposed to be my mommy. <laughs> you know? Right. Right. I'm sick. I need you to yeah. help me. <laughs> mommy. Yeah. Exactly. It's so weird. It's, but I do think that's, I feel like an adult. I feel like a woman now. Yeah. Like, I feel yeah. really grown up. Like in New York, I was still throwing up in my hat and on the train. <laughs> <laughs> I get that a lot. Hey, I love uh, the drink. Um, <laughs> But can't do that here. You gotta, you gotta drive. <laughs> Why isn't there more public transportation in Nashville? I know. Right. I'm so angry at that. I just wanna. How long yeah. have you been in, in therapy? Um, it'll be three years this with, month. With this next month? month, yeah. Wow. All on Zoom. Longest relationship. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> with my therapist. Yeah. It's really weird because I've never met her in person. And is she based here? No, she's in New York. Really? Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, we we were doing once a week, and then uh, my insurance wouldn't cover it, so then we started doing once every other week. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's great. I look forward to Monday afternoons. Oh. But I feel like I mean, mm-hmm. tell me. <laughs> I do feel like, so sweet. <laughs> I mean, she's, well, last week I was, our entire session was me showing her the listing of the townhouse I wanted to buy. <laughs> we like seeing that stuff too. Yeah. She's like, she's again, she's my number one fan too. Like she mm. really is. And, but I want to know more about her. And also we can talk about that, but like, I, I want to like win therapy. Like I'm such a brown noser. Like I want to, I was always like the teacher's pet. That's so like, I want her to like me. <laughs> She mm. likes you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you can't win therapy. I know. <laughs> but I hear that. Like, I want to get it right. Yeah. <laughs> well, so my mom, um, so I've, I was always against therapy, actually. Oh, wow. Well. talk about that. I mm-hmm. thought it was for rich people. <laughs> oh. I really did. I thought it was like, well, like real, like, because I knew so many people in New York, so many of my girlfriends, like, uh-huh came from really fancy families yeah. and that they had th- a therapist starting oh, in college. And I was like, only the rich people go to therapy. And then you go to, um, like in Europe, like not many people go to therapy. Like I did the Edinburgh Fringe Festival and some mm-hmm. shows were about therapy and 
the crowds were like not into it because they it's like such an American thing, I guess. Yeah. Or, <laughs> but yeah, so then, but I like knew because everyone was starting to do therapy during COVID, mm-hmm. and um, I yeah, looked into it. Were. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we were all like, <laughs> yeah, not doing good. Um, <laughs> but I my insurance covered it, and. I had another friend who was a therapist and she, she recommended this person and it was like the easiest thing too. Like yeah. I, we just immediately clicked, but, um, I do talk most sessions just about my parents <laughs> and I want, there's times where I like want to talk more about like other things, but that's, what's just going on right yeah. then and there. <clears throat> um, but she's just helped me She she uh, grounds me in mm-hmm. loving myself and like mm-hmm. understanding. So the same week that we had to put my dad in the home and it was just like constant sorrow. My best friends had a baby <laughs> and they let, they like, I didn't know the plan, but they were like, her water broke. You got to come to the hospital. I'm like, oh, oh, my oh, God. Oh, me? <laughs> I get to go. I didn't even get to go for my sister. And so like going and like being in the hospital and feeling such joy to be there. And like, mm-hmm. I mean, when she started pushing, she was like, you guys got to get out of here. And so we went around the corner. I went with his parents to <laughs> drink margaritas around the corner and then came back and there was a baby. And wow. so, and then a couple of days later, they asked me to be the godmother. <gasps> oh, I've always wanted to be a godmother. I know. That sounds mm-hmm. so fun. I know. So I like make jokes about the godfather all the time. Like, <laughs> But it's that. It's like, but I share this stuff with my therapist and she then reminds me like how much joy mm. is in my life. Because sometimes I, because I just went on a family vacation with, mm-hmm. so this was the first trip that we like didn't have my dad with us. And that yeah. was really sad and really yeah. hard. Um, but then there was like, you know, family, all, all the family, like aunts and uncles and stuff and then my nephews and just, it was kind of just pure chaos the whole trip <laughs> and it was not a vacation. And I feel like because I feel and connect with everybody, I'm trying to, I'm the middle child. So I'm trying to get everybody <laughs> to be cool and, you know, and I came back and I was talking to her today and I was like, I felt like for the first time ever, like I need my own life. Mm-hmm. Cause like my sister is married. I mean, it makes me sad to think about it, but, I, and then she reminded me, you have a full life. You have your own life. Mm-hmm. You saw Bernie Sanders on Friday. That is part of your life. And that is amazing. <laughs> but I think it's like, I have to check myself with understanding. I don't have the traditional life, yeah. but my life is, I, I have a life, <laughs> but it's like, mm-hmm. that's hard. Cause I then think, you know, who's going to take care of me. Yeah. If I don't have the Golden Girl Corral. Yeah. That's so. a hard thing. And I'm interested what you guys think of like, you know, like Buddhists say like <clears throat> self desire is suffering, right? Mm-hmm. But you do want things. Like I don't know. How do you find that balance of like, oh, I wanna be married, but also like I gotta just be where I'm at. You know what I'm saying? Or like you want this certain life, whatever it is, but I got a vibe where I'm at and know that that'll come to me. That's where I just get like manifesting and also don't want it. Like, 
I don't want you, <laughs> but I do. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, playing hard to get. Off yeah, life. yeah. <laughs> do you have to trick it hey. and choke hold it? <laughs> but drag it. Drag it. Well, I always think <laughs> this was also a good lesson I learned during COVID from my therapist. But like, I've caught myself in in my sessions, like being like, if I could get this, I'll be happy. If I could get this, if my career will get here, if I could have a home, if I can own my own house, I'm so old and I still rent, like, you know, like just the society shit. Mm -hmm. But like, she constantly is reminding me, you know, you just have to live in the now. And I like to remember (laughs) this Frasier episode. Love Frasier. (laughs) I love fucking Frasier. But there's this episode where they go, Niles and and Frasier go to a spa. And they're in this beautiful spa mm-hmm. and they're having such a lovely time. But then they see a door and they're like, "Ooh, what's behind that door? And then they go through it and it's like another beautiful, amazing, <laughs> different room with different things. With, And then they see another door and they go through that door and then they're like, oh, my God. What, oh, it, can, it can't get any better than this. Oh, oh, they see this beautiful gold <laughs> door and they're like, oh, that we will finally reach like serenity and they exit it even though they're so happy in all the other rooms and they exit it and then like the sun is shining and then it closes and they're outside by the dumpster. (laughs) (laughs) And that thought of like just trying to chase happiness like and not actually enjoying each spa room. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, I just things will change. Yeah, absolutely. But it's like chasing happiness. There's no, if you can't find happiness right now, like no amount of like material objects are going to make you happy. And I mean, I've had to learn that. Yeah. Well, I think that's the, the, where you you kind of mentioned that quote of like, desire is Mm -hmm. suffering because Mm -hmm. desire is always looking ahead. It's not in the Mm -hmm. present. It's It's a constant just yearning for something where we're not able to be in the present moment living. Mm-hmm. So I think I definitely agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that it's, who knows for me to say if that's possible to attain all the time yeah. is being in the present moment. I think we can, we can. It's a practice. It's a practice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think just the awareness of when you're in it and when you're not is a big deal. A big part of that. I agree. Sometimes I can be like, I know I'm sitting here scrolling. Mm-hmm. on something reading something and i know i'm just like zoning out but the mm-hmm. awareness of i'm doing this because it feels helpful to me right now mm-hmm. <laughs> right right mm-hmm. it's just being aware of it so you can not do it all the time right do yeah. you meditate no. you do mm-hmm. how often every day for how long the way they're looking <laughs> at each other right now I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like you're talking about vibrators <laughs> Do you do that? Well, I do every it day. I masturbate every single day. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's meditation. Yeah. Oh yeah. To some extent. Twenty-seven seconds. <laughs> Got it. Down. That's why again I. Does your vibrator date. have a stopwatch? No vibrator. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Wow. She's just like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. <laughs> this is why I can't be with the partner ever again because I'm like I got it. Twenty-seven yeah. seconds. <laughs> No, I had a vibrator that kept dying on me. <laughs> you just. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to teach myself. That's hilarious. Anyway, go back to you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what we were saying. Meditation. <laughs> yes, I meditate. 
<laughs> what was that question? Was there a question or just a Well, comment? I did ask how long, like how long do you sit and meditate? Oh, um, I mean, it really just depends. And I feel mm-hmm. like there's so many different ways. Like I, I can't just sit mm. meditation style like all day, like each day. Yeah. Like So sometimes I'll sit out on my front porch Ooh. a lot of times, like every night. I try to sit out there for like. At least half an hour. Oh, that's so nice. And I leave my phone in here. The dogs are out there. And I'm just like connecting with nature and the trees and stuff. And then, but then there's, sometimes I am, Sunday mornings, (laughs) I sit on my couch downstairs Mm -hmm. and I have like a a playlist. It's called my Magic Vibes. (laughs) Oh, I love that. But it's all meditation type music that, and I, it's like I, I can, I'm good at creating a vibe. (laughs) And so uh, it's just, it's like my magic mornings Mm. on Sunday. And that's more of the, I'm going to sit still. Sometimes I can sit there for like an hour or more. Oh, wow. Um, So it's just. (laughs) Awesome. Cool. I'm so jealous. I can't, I can't meditate. It's like too much. Well, I'm also Mm. always walking people through guided meditations Mm. and imagery and stuff. And that feels very meditative for me because they're having their internal process, but, and I'm speaking it. Mm. And even just the cadence of the way that you do meditation and talk, it, it is a very calming, gentle type of energy feeling. Mm. Um, and I, I, I can pick up energies a lot. And so whenever I'm, I'm in very soothing environments all the time. Mm. So just a lot of things feel meditative for me. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't know if this helps Beautiful. any, but I've heard that like, um, it's not about like getting those thoughts out. It's about just like realizing, noticing that they're there. Yeah. Ram Dass does a good, it's called awareness is meditation, but he gives an example of a window mm. and like you're watching a window and a leaf floating on the water. You're mm. just like, whatever you see pass in front, like you don't go follow the leaf mm. as far as you can see. You just see what passes in front and you, that's the, in the moment right now you see the leaf and that's when it's in and then you let it, let it leave. leave. Yeah. Yeah. Leaf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Let it leave. <laughs> All right, Marie, you're giving that a lot, and I appreciate it, <laughs> but maybe too much. <laughs> oh my god! Well, thank you for coming on oh here and being god. vulnerable. I oh, love you. Oh, Amber, I'm sending you so much love mm-hmm. and and all that oh, I can. You're I wonderful. Let me know if I can ever help you. Same, same. <laughs> and let's hang out. <laughs> I mean, all of us. This was so fun. Well, we're gonna be neighbors. Yes, absolutely. Yes. I'm excited. Oh my gosh, um, we're gonna be besties. Oh, best friend. my friend. My friend. My friend lives around the corner with a pool, so <gasps> you'll have to come Girl. to the pool. You're manifesting the Golden Girls thing. I know. Oh. <laughs> I make shit happen. <laughs> the whole commune thing. I'm there. I call the pool house. Oh my god, no! But yesterday, she, I know we're gonna finish up. But yesterday, she was like, "So I'm thinking, like, I think I can afford like a person that could help us, like, you know, get food for us, drinks." And I was like, "A, a pool, pool boy." boy? <laughs> and she was like. Yeah, I think I can work that into my end of life plan. And I was like, okay. That's hilarious. Oh boy. It's hilarious. So, anyway. Can I join your group? Yeah, deaf. Uh, we'd like to ask, like, what is something you've been doing lately that just makes you feel good? Oh, God. Well... Besides going to therapy. 27 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have, speaking of therapy, I've been actually doing Orange Theory. Oh. Um, this intense workout. 
Um, I've been doing actually to compete with other people. Well, <laughs> yeah. So I, Isn't I that really that enjoyed it's. Yeah, it's sorry. I'm interrupting. No, no, no. It's funny because you asked like, what do I find enjoyable? So I really enjoyed it for a month. It was uh-huh. really fun to like, you know, watch your heart rate and like see if you're going to die. <laughs> So how did you work out your life in death? Because it really does, like, it passes orange, which is the theory of, like, if you can get there, your heart rate there, then you can burn more, cal- I don't know. And then I kept going to red, so I had to ask the trainer, like, am I going to drop dead at this thing? <laughs> but I've been really enjoying it until, actually, two days ago, I was like, nope, no more of this. And so I'm really happy that I know that I can quit, and I have no qualms about it. I don't give a fuck. I love that. That's wonderful. So I did. I literally walked off the treadmill and it was still, (laughs) the class was still going. (laughs) (laughs) I just walked right into the thing. And I go, I'd like to end my membership. And I was like, (laughs) I did it yesterday. You know what's amazing though? Is earlier you were like, I'm not good at boundaries. That's freaking amazing Uh at boundaries. Yeah. You literally was like boundary. Yeah. Done. No more of this. The music is horrible. (laughs) Absolutely horrible. I like was Googling and reading and thinking about that. And then they called me and wouldn't stop calling me. Yeah. They're going to keep calling me and ask me why I I quit. And (laughs) my answer is it's a miserable way of working out. (laughs) It's not for me. Um, and then if you could yes. tell everybody where to follow you. Yes. Please follow my musical comedy band, Reformed Whores. And then I myself, I'm very political. I'm getting even more political. I'm trying to get like just really active in, I'm not going to run for any kind of office, but I just want to support people that already are yeah. the different nonprofits and communities that already exist here in Nashville. Mm-hmm. But you can follow me at Marie America. And um, that's, that's Instagram. Yeah, M A R I E M E R I C A. Awesome. <laughs> Marie, <laughs> Marie, <laughs> Marie also wrote an amazing song that's on now. That's what I call Trauma. Oh. It's in the link in my bio. Uh, this is Amber speaking. It's in the link in my bio. <laughs> you have to listen to it. It's so good. You're oh, a wonderful artist. Thank you. And I wish you all the blessings in the world. Thank you so much. This yeah. is really Thanks been for special. Being here. Thank you. It. Yes. New friends. New friends. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to I'm Fine, It's Fine podcast. I am trauma therapist Melanie Reese, and you can find me across all platforms at Trauma Therapy Nashville. My name is Amber Autry. I am a comedian here in Nashville and internationally touring. You can find me on all platforms at Amber Autry Comedy. And while you're at it, make sure you're liking, subscribing, sharing, rating, reviewing this podcast. I know that sounds like a lot, but it helps so much. And we're we're having a good time. Mm-hmm. We're healing. <laughs> it feels good. Mm-hmm. So just like, just a little extra sauce, sharing it with a friend, rating, reviewing, it really helps and we appreciate it. Yeah. And if you have a topic or um, conversation that you want to hear us talk about or a story you'd like to share on your own, shoot us an email at I'm fine sometimes at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening.